Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Today is March 10th, 2021. Thanks for stopping by to hang out on the Simple Kicking Show with NFL kicker Nick Folk. Let's talk about Big Game USA real quick before we get into the show. Big Game manufactures footballs for many high school and top college programs. And the cool thing is, they're made right here in Dallas, Texas. I've been kicking this football for a really long time, and it's been consistent for me every time. And I know what's going to happen with this football. When I'm over the spot, all I'm focusing on is the swing to produce it, and the target I'm aiming at. To receive 10% off your order, please go to BigGameUSA.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click Kicker Footballs. Again, that's Simple Kick 2021 for 10% off your kicking football order. It was just hard work, just determination, putting my head down, grinding, not not worrying about the past. You can't change it. Just learn from it. Um, take the positive things that you can. Learn from the negative things and move on kind of goals all the time is like make sure we're having fun on the field practice games in the locker room in the weight room in the meeting room have a good time learn and do the right things but have fun doing it's really hard to crack into the nfl it's even harder to keep your roster spot nfl kicker nick folk has been in the league for 13 years and has shown the ability to bounce back he has faced injuries he has missed kicks and he has been cut multiple times so what keeps him going? And how was 2020 the best statistical season of his career? Two things, working hard and having fun in the process. Come hang out to hear the rest. Lee, hit the theme. Welcome to Simple Kicking with your host, James Harrison. Okay, Nick Falk, you are legitimately in the living room of, of Simple Kicking. Just hanging out. Oh Having my, a good time. I mean, does it feel like you're at home? You know what? Back in Dallas, it feels like home anytime I can get back here. Uh, this past year, I was up in New England all by myself, living in a hotel. Wife and kids stayed here. My kids are in school. We didn't want to bring them out and kind of in the whole COVID fight, try to find a school, get them all ready to go. And they've got their good group of friends. They're sports their school's great my in-laws are here so they had like a good base so we just kind of said you guys stay there i'll be the the lone ranger and um so it was good to get back um you know in january and get back and see them and stuff so it's been fun it's good to have you back brother and it's good to be here um all right so let's go ahead and just get right into it you go to notre dame high school and that's in sherman oaks mm -hmm. it's a suburb of la so Long story short, I mean, I'm not very good at that, but I'll try. Um, <laughs> long story I went, long. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I went to a private Catholic K-8. through eight. Um, We had 33, 35 kids in my graduating class in eighth grade. Um, two people were, both girls, went to, were going to Notre Dame because their older siblings went there. Um, a good buddy of mine who I grew up playing soccer with, he actually lives here in Dallas. He's played professional baseball. He, um, coach for the Rangers now, Brett Hayes. He was going Notre Dame, but he was going from a different school, and he was going to go play football. And a kid who was ahead of me went to Notre Dame um, the year before I did, and he's just like, I'm just going to kick. Okay, cool. So I said, all right, I'll go kick. And I did it to, like, meet people. 
Like, you know, you get there as a freshman, you don't know anyone, you know, all right, this would be kind of like my learning experience. You go to hell week or whatever they call it. Yeah. And you go learn, meet some people before school starts. And they asked me, and I, I had grown in middle school. I, I was probably six foot by the time I was in high school. So I was already grown height wise. They're like, all right, what position you want to play? I said, kicker. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, just kicker. And because soccer was like my thing, like soccer is like what I wanted to do. And um, I still love soccer to this day. Um, and they're like, okay. But we had a rich tradition in Notre Dame of kickers, starting with Chris Saylor, uh, my kicking coach. He was there. I graduated in 94, All-American, went to UCLA, had a great career there, and then played a little bit of arena ball. And so at Notre Dame, just kicked my freshman year, played soccer, didn't think anything of it. I get a call from our head coach, Kevin Rooney. He said, hey, um, this was in between my freshman and sophomore year here. I want you to come tr train with um, a guy who went to school here, Chris Taylor. And so it was a, a going to be a senior, a going to be junior, the guy who went from St. Bernardine's to Notre Dame, and then myself. And Chris gave probably his very first lesson then to the three of us. He brought out, you remember, you know, you know Chris. Of course. Every kick is a straight kick, right? He brought out a 100-foot rope and, like, pulled it all over the field. Like, see, it's a straight kick. It's a straight kick. So I remember that to this day. Um, and we kicked. It was not really a competition. It was just kind of a learning experience. And then from then, the coach was like, all right, I want you to be on varsity. Uh, so I went through Hell Week as a sophomore on varsity. And my coach was a great coach. He's like, but we're going to give the starting nod to the senior first. And then if he kind of stumbles, we'll give it to the junior and then you. But you'd be ready. I'm like, okay. So I played a, the first game on varsity. And I, I just sat on the sideline. I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. I just want to play. Yeah. I had no aspiration of right. kicking then at all. And so I said, hey, can I go play with my buddies on JV? Like, let me just play. He goes, yeah, sure. So played. We all got pulled up to varsity in the playoffs and uh, had a good run. And it was probably, so that's 99. 1999 is when I met Chris. Um, probably the spring of 2000, Chris started doing small little camps. Just he boots on the ground, ran to, or wrote letters to all the high schools, called the high schools. Hey, Chris Saylor, I kicked Notre Dame. And then he started his business that way. And then we started just at Notre Dame. And it was, I have one of the original shirts still. Like not the Chris <laughs> Saylor kicking thing. It's just a little weird football thing. Um, cotton shirt, not the dry fit stuff. Um, and it was fun. And then he helped me kind of progress as a kicker. I'd go to, you know, camps regularly. And then my senior year, he helped me get my scholarship to Arizona. And then I had a decision to make. And um you know, I, I went on my visit to Arizona and I looked at my mom. I had soccer scholarships as well. And uh, I said, mom, I'm playing football. And to this day, I can honestly tell you, I don't know why I chose it. I just kind of did. So that's kind of my high school story. Like I said, not, not super short. <laughs> no, but it doesn't sound like college football was the dream. It doesn't sound like NFL football was the dream. It, it, it wasn't at the time. I mean, soccer was what I did. I mean, I... You get a kid now who commits to a school as a football player in December or whatever, signs a letter of intent. I signed my letter of intent. I still played high school soccer, club soccer, until my national team duties were, or our national cup duties were done. And so I didn't want to leave my team kind of high and dry. We actually came out here at Dallas Cup. I had already committed to Arizona. We won Dallas Cup out here. So I still kept playing. I enjoyed right. soccer. I loved to play it. And... To this, today, if that were to happen, if a kicker or a linebacker, whoever, 
oh, I'm going to go play basketball. The coach, but no, 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 no. You signed your letter of intent. You're not doing anything. You're just going to train for football. And, mm. you know, they, they don't want you to get injured. But back then I had no idea. And then I walk onto campus and um, kind of after my soccer career ended, I took kicking a little bit more seriously because I went from when I was in high school, they just had the big tees, the, yeah. you know, the two inch uh, field goal tee or the ground. So I was going from that to the ground where now most kickers don't even use that anymore. They just use that little one inch tee and go straight to the ground. So that summer I had to work real hard to kind of get ready for training camp in Tucson. Um, and I got there and it was a little kind of a shock to the system. Like, okay, football only, football only. So um, I redshirted at Arizona. Um, and then my uh, redshirt freshman year, I kicked off. And then at the end of that season, kicked a couple field goals. And then I kicked my sophomore, junior, senior. So Joe Rob was your special teams coach. Joe Rob, yeah. Well, that's he, uh, what you and I both have in common. Yeah. He, uh, I never got to play for him, but he did. Um, he did uh, recruit me at LSU. Okay. And then bounced. Um. So did you did you have fun kicking in high school? Did you have fun playing soccer, or was it more stressful? Like that whole experience oh, of had, going from because it doesn't sound like it was too too stressful. No, I had a great time. I had a great time. Uh, I kicked a game winner one game in high school, and it was just fun. Like I didn't think yeah. anything of it. I didn't. To this day, I can look back on it and like, I was just kind of excited to be out there, excited yeah. to be part of the team. And I tried to really do that with the guys starting in high school. And high school was a little bit different because I was going to soccer practice. So we would do all of our special teams at the beginning because Coach Rooney knew that only way that a lot of the good kickers were going to continue to kick for him were if they go go play soccer, club soccer. So he would do, we called it early outs from 2.30 to 3. We would kick, punt, kick field goals or kick off and kick field goals and punt. And then we would stretch as a team at three o'clock. We'll call that three to three ten. And then like three ten to three twenty-five was special teams period. Right after stretch, whatever they were of the day, um, we would do that. And then I would leave. I would literally walk off the field, go get him, take a shower, we'll get in my car, go home, do homework, and then go to soccer practice from six to eight. And a lot of my classmates knew that I was doing that. They were like, all right, you're going to play soccer. So I would train with them, I would lift with them, run with them, not I didn't get super into lifting until college. I didn't want to bulk up too much for soccer. Um, but I had a great time. I had a great time playing soccer. Um, it, it was just fun. And I think that's where a lot of young kids, they get stressed out. They, they forget that you're playing a game. Like that's one thing Rex Ryan told me when I was playing for the Jets. Um, you know, he told all, not just me, but the whole team. Remember, guys, you're playing a child's game like you are. That's what we're doing. We're playing a game. It's a kid's game. Yeah, it's really complicated and you got to know a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a game. And you can tell, I, I would venture to say most of the time, the, the teams that are prepared the best and the players that are prepared the best have the most fun because they know they're prepared and ready to go. Mm -hmm. the same thing for me. If I'm kicking and I'm doing the things I need to prepare, I can go out there on Sundays and have a good time. And if I'm smiling and having fun, I know I'm going to be kicking well. When I'm like, oh God, I didn't have a great week of preparation. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Then like certain things just go in your mind and then you're not ready to go. So one of my kind of goals all the time is like, make sure we're having fun on the field, practice games, in the locker room, in the weight room, in the meeting room, have a good time, learn and do the right things, but have fun doing it. So this is Nick Folk. He's the uh, current uh, kicker at the New England Patriots. He it played at the University of Arizona, has 
has his jersey littered across the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Jets, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and like I said, uh, most recently the New England Patriots. We're talking about fun. Do you work for the NFL or do you play in the NFL? That's a tricky question. Um, I think a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, because a, a lot of a lot of the times, if players don't do the right things off the field, that hurts the NFL brand, and then that in turn hurts us as players. So you work for them a little bit, but then for the most part, you play in the NFL. Yeah, you are. It's a it's a rough business. Uh, you're a commodity. You're as soon as you're not wanted, you're kicked to the curb and next man up. So. Um, I've been part of that a few times where it's just, Hey, we, you know, you're not performing at the level you need to perform at, whether that's for injury or whatever, and we're going to go a different direction. So, um, it's frustrating, but if you look at, if you take a step out of your own shoes and you look at the big picture, they have teams to run they have championships to win and their job is on the line if they don't do that. So, um, it's a little bit of both. I would say, I mean, you're, you're, they call it protecting the shield. And so you have to help do that because if you do that, your your bottom line goes up as well as the NFL's bottom yeah. line. So it's a little bit of both, but I'd say majority we we play in the NFL, not necessarily work for it, but you got to do a little bit of both. Yeah, and like you were talking about, do you do you still enjoy it even though? And let me preface this question. Let me preface this real quick. Nick, you were drafted in the 2007 NFL draft out of Arizona, six round pick by the Cowboys. You spent three years three years here in in Dallas, you get a hip injury and it didn't seem like you were really ready to come back. So just like you said, whether it's performance or injury, next man up, they've got to run a business. Yep. Um, And so a little bit of backstory there is after my, like end of my second year, uh, hip started bothering me. Um, We thought, you know, it was a hip flexor strain. So that beginning of that off season, I just took time off and it got better to a degree. Um, and then finally it stopped getting better. It just kind of stayed the same. And so um, I got my second opinion, but by the time I got my second opinion, the Cowboys had drafted David Bueller. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to like go compete with this guy and try to, you know, keep my job, even though I just had two really good years. So I had surgery May 5th. Um, torn labrum, my right hip, surgery May 5th, and that was 12 weeks to the day that we started training camp. My goal was I'm going to be back. And at the time, if you pushed it, you could get back. There was nothing structurally wrong with your hip. You couldn't hurt your hip anymore. Um, but I just wasn't strong enough to keep competing. I just couldn't do it. Uh, at that, by the end of that year, kicking a 40 yard field goal felt like I had to bang it 60 yards. So I just couldn't. I didn't have the strength left in the leg to do it because I didn't get it. I had I didn't kick from the end of the season, which we'll call it January one, until probably a week or two before training camp. That's when I started kicking footballs. I was kicking soccer balls and volleyballs to try to get that up, but I didn't have kicking leg strength. And I could tell you, I kicked yesterday for the first time this off season, and my legs a little bit sore, right? So I'm kind of building back in, and I take my time to ramp that up over a course of time. And that season, off season, I did it in two weeks. And I just was full go. And if I could go back and change it, eh, I would have had surgery early. I would have got my second opinion earlier. And B, 
I would have, if I had surgery, the one I did, I would have said, Hey, look, we got to take our time building up and, you know, get ready for the start of the season, not get ready for day one of training camp. Training camp is two weeks and you have four preseason games. So you're about six weeks out of the regular season. I should have ramped up slowly and probably played in the last two preseason games instead of trying to get ready and playing in the first one to compete against David. And um, so, I mean, it was a little bit of a circumstance thing, but um, you know, it, everything works out for a reason and went up to New York and, you know, had a good time there and then kind of bounced around a little bit, but it's been, it's been fun. So bouncing around a little bit is a, a, an easy way to say you went through some really crappy times. I mean, you went from being drafted. That's a high point. Yep. Coming to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you were that year was the first year of Cowboy Stadium, right? Or did you play one year at Texas Stadium? I played two at Texas. So my third year was the first one. And I, I have the first points in that stadium, in, Cal, in the new stadium. And I had the first points in MetLife. That's well. incredible. So it's pretty cool. Wait, okay. I, I don't think you, that's going to go on an Instagram post. <laughs> okay. That's cool. So you have yeah. the last, po- you have the first points at Jerry World mm-hmm. and you have the first points at MetLife. Yeah. Uh, both those fields combined are a four or five billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, two of the best stadiums, you know, in the, in the 2010 decade. Yeah. Okay. But how did you go through that adversity being unemployed? Um, so when I, when I got released from Dallas, you know, that was the first time I'd ever been released. Um, so a little bit of a shock there. Um, and then I kind of just put my head down um, after, you know, I, I took, well, take that back. After I got released, I went and had a workout with the Falcons. Um, I think Matt Bryan at the time had injury, concussion, something like that. Um, and so I had a workout with Steven Hauschka. Um, he was... I forget where he was coming from. And I didn't kick well in the workout. And I was supposed to go from that workout directly to the Giants and have a workout with the Giants. And so um, kicked very poorly in Atlanta. I mean, it was really bad. And I called my agent and said, look, I cannot go to New York. I can't, I'm not going to put that foot forward. I mean, this was week 16, 17. So I said, if, let's just hold off. And I don't think the Giants were making a playoff run. Or if they were, they were going to stick with Tynes and kind of go that way. So, um, I put my head down, um, started almost from scratch. I started working out at Exos up north in Frisco, um, worked out there pretty hard. And then I was able to get on an SMU and kick at SMU. Um, and I just kind of retooled everything. I calmed it down. I built up the strength the proper way instead of trying to get going super fast. And um, so for about... Uh, let's see. Yes, I went to Jets in the middle of February. So yeah, about six weeks, I pushed it pretty good, but at a good pace, my own pace, no one was pushing me. Um, and when I was ready, I called my agent and said, Hey, we're ready to go. And he goes, okay. So he scheduled back-to-back workouts with the Giants and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jets were just coming off their first AFC championship game uh, when they played Indy. And I kicked pretty well at the Giants. And they were like, they knew I had to work out with the Jets because I would just fly to New York, go to one, drive to the next. Yeah. Um, and they said, let us know how that goes and we'll be in touch. And I said, okay. Had a great workout with the Jets. Uh, go do my physical and everything fine. And they didn't want me to leave. They were like, you're not going to leave until you sign this contract. And I said, let me talk about it with my, my family. Uh, and I'll get back to you. And this was uh, probably on a Friday. Let me get back to you by Monday. You know. And they said, okay. So I ended up signing with the Jets. and. Um, it was just hard work, just determination, put my head down, grinding, not 
not worrying about the past. You can't change it. Just learn from it. Um, take the positive things that you can. Learn from the negative things and move on. And that was what I did then. Um, in New York, I had a couple injuries. Uh, didn't get released from them. I got put in IR one time with a, a pulled quad. Um, but same thing. And that's just kind of been my mentality is, all right, you're going to get through this. You're going to grind. You're going to be all right. Um, and then in Tampa, same deal. Had a, a knee injury there uh, after four games. I, I wasn't kicking super hot anyway. And a lot of that was I to go up and down my stairs was it was a pain with my knee. So I got that taken care of, put an IR. And from when I got put an IR until the end of that season, which was, I guess it was like October. You know, beginning of October. So for two and a half, three months, I just, I went, did rehab on my knee. I lifted, I wasn't kicking. I, I took the time off to get this right. And then once I came back here after that season, I was able to start kicking and started building back up and I had had a rough go of it, but I knew I was going to be all right. So 2018, I sat out the whole year. Um, we, we had all four of our kids. So we were here, we were just kind of getting settled here at St. Rita um, finding schools for our kids and stuff like that. And I just started grinding. And at, at that time I was actually getting my MBA through Indiana university. So I had a little bit of stuff to take my mind off things. So that was a, a goal of mine was to do that. And we did that. Um, the AAF came around, um, in 2019, right before then I had a workout with Chicago. So I kind of got a little bit back on the workout circuit. I did nothing in 18 and my thought at that time, I was an 11-year vet, so my thought was a team that is going to sign me is going to be a team making a playoff run wanting a veteran kicker. That was where my head was at. Um, 2018, a lot of the changes that happened in 18 were young teams not necessarily in playoff mode. So I didn't really – I would love to have gotten workouts. I just didn't happen. Um, I worked out with Chicago after the whole Cody Parkey double doink. Uh, feel bad for Cody. Um, great guy. Um, I worked out with the group there, and then I went straight from there to the AAF. Played in that for, uh, what, the eight weeks? And my goal wasn't – my goal was simply to showcase that I could kick and I was healthy. Um, I think my first field goal there was in Phoenix. I was playing with the uh, Arizona Hotshots. And um, first field goal is 53 yards. So I'm like, all right, I think I'm back a little bit. Um, nothing really came of that. And then uh, New England called. Steve uh, Goskowski was hurt, hurt his hip. He had the same injury that I did, but on his left hip. Uh, they signed Mike Nugent. Um, my agent got on the phone with him. I was like, hey, what about giving Nick a call, a chance? And then they... Um, had another workout. I went in there, worked out well, and you, I, they were a little bit surprised at how well I worked out. And I talked to them. They're like, we're not going to make a move now, but if we are, we'll give you a call. Um, two weeks later, uh, my agent gets a call from Jacksonville because, um, oh, what's his name? Lambo. Josh Lambo was a little banged up, and they were going to London. So they're like, do you need a, do you have a passport? I'm like, yeah, I got a passport. I'm ready to go. And so they're like, uh, we're going to see how he is, and but you may be flying directly to jacksonville and getting up and i'm like all right cool and the patriots found out about it and then i got time with the patriots and i just said hey we're gonna have a good time because you never know how much longer this is gonna last so um enjoyed my time up there um and then they brought me back this year and it's been a interesting ride but i wouldn't change anything i mean it, it just makes you the person you are and I, i've enjoyed 
every second of it. What makes this this ride with New England interesting? I mean, is it because you just relied on a process of just working hard and making it through adversity? I mean, what stands out to you about New England that's so interesting? I mean, New England, you have like the lure of New England. Like they're, you know, people talking about the Patriot way, you know, all that. Um, so it, it was fun to get up there, fun to interact with the coaches, interact with the guys on the team who have been around, you know, winning ways. Um, and they have a program that works. Uh, Bill runs an awesome program. Um, he has a huge emphasis on special teams. He was a special teams coordinator when he first got in the NFL. So he understands the importance of it. He understands that we can win or lose games or affect the way games are played within the special teams group, whatever that is, from field goals all the way to punt returns to everything. So it was fun to play for a coach like that and who took it seriously. And it wasn't, um, you know, I played for coaches who were, okay, we got a, a long field goal here in the first half or first quarter, go kick it. Well, you know, his mentality is let's play defense. Let's, let's not give them a short field right away. Let's, let's play a little bit. So, um, it, it was just, in, it's been interesting to, to learn. I've learned a lot up there. Um, just being in those meetings and understanding the game of football, um, as a kicker, it's fun for me. I mean, I may not need to understand offense and defense, but I get to learn a little bit about it in case my kids ever want to play or something. So, um, it's been fun to be up there and, and, and learn. And it's a, in my opinion, one of the top three toughest stadiums to kick in, in the NFL. Um, they got that open end over there where it's just a, you never know what you're going to get there. Um, so if you can kick well there, you can almost kick well, just about anywhere. And, um, you know, I have a, a great operation with Joe Cardona and Jake Bailey there. They take their job super serious. So it's, it's been fun to be around those guys and, uh, and, and just kind of get the, the love of football back. So it's been a great time up there. So I just pulled up your chart. Oh, here we go. All right. I can tell you kind of where all these are. What games too? I mean, dude, you had 3.9 degrees of precision. So this season that ranks in the top 10 in the NFL. And what that precision means is your, the angle of your kick clusters tightly down the center of the goalpost. Yep. You got better. And here's the thing. You had two misses to start early on in the season. You're 36 years old, and you get better as the year goes on. In a tough stadium, what happened? What, is, what does this really show? Um, number one, uh, it was a unique year with COVID. We didn't have any preseason games. Uh, at the, up, up in New England, we tried to do a mock preseason game so we could kind of get the feel for it, et cetera. There's nothing like being out there against other guys and competing against those guys. Um, and then number two, we had no fans. So a lot of times, if it's a screaming stadium, you just hear the white noise. You don't, it may be loud, but you can think and you're not distracted by anything. You know, if you're golfing and it's super quiet and then you hear a bird, you hear that. Same thing in an empty stadium. And you could hear the other team just <laughs> talking trash. And you could hear guys on the sidelines talking trash because it's so, so quiet in there. So the first two kicks, um, you know, you're the, the first one. I mean, I was kind of, wow, this is unique. This is strange. And you don't have any practice reps. You have nothing ready to go off of. So, um, and the second one was in Seattle, same scenario. Um, 
And then after that, I just said, all right, Nick, you just got to calm down, smooth it out. And I calmed down. I uh, got in a little rhythm there. And a lot of a lot of it goes to Jake and Joe because they, like I said, they take their their job seriously and their position seriously. And so um, Jake, especially being a young guy, he's like, look, whatever you need, I'll, 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 I got you. So it's been good and a lot of fun to work with him. Um, I'm a little unique in my, my holding patterns, I guess. I, I use a few different leans depending on the wind. So, um, you know, and then I've helped him with some holding drills to make sure that we're already on the same page. So, um, but as the season went on, I, I just, uh, a confidence thing. Um, I had a little back thing flare up this year, which was, um, unfortunate, but I was able to kick through that and we kind of managed that well. And, you know, it was just a, a good year to end, you know, a good way to end the season, making a bunch in a row. So um, hopefully we can keep it going. Well, that back thing, he's being humble, y'all. He, he kicked a game winner that, that, <laughs> that day. And, and it was fun to, to watch that, that post-game press conference. But, yeah, the ball sounded. You could hear it through the TV. I know you said it's quiet there. Well, Oh, yeah. And, that, and it was because oh, you yeah. could really hear the thud of the ball. And that's what I noticed towards the end. I mean, the thud was really, really there. Yeah, I was, I was making good, good contact. Yeah. That's, I think, the, one of the biggest things, if you're trying to get yourself out of a funk or anything, is just worry about making good contact and, and hitting a clean ball. And um, I was able to do that a lot, you know, the back half of the year, back a little bit of the year. So that was a big thing, especially in crummy weather. Mm. The, the crummy weather... If you're not hitting a good flighting ball, man, it's going to get eaten up, especially in New England, Buffalo, et cetera. Um, so the the clean ball, making sure that, for me, I'm doing all the little things right, and I'm not worrying about my swing or anything like that. I'm worrying about the little things. If I can do those right, I know my swing will be right on plane, right where I want it to be. So um, I was just able to kind of focus on those little things and then, you know, hit them where I wanted to hit them, which was a big thing. And um, a lot of times in New England, you're not aiming on the middle of the post. You you got to pick a different target line. You got to pick sometimes an upright, depending where we're at, depending on the weather. Um, and the one thing I've learned is I'll never give up an upright anymore. I kicked the, was it my first game in New England when I was with the Jets? Yeah, we played up there on a Monday night. Um, they beat us 45 to three they killed us uh we had a 50 53 yarder pregame going one way there's a hard wind coming from the open and into like across the field like corner to corner and i picked the line pregame i hit a 53 yarder made it all right cool right it was a right hash kick uh first quarter of the game same thing same kick same spot i picked the same line and i nutted it right through and I missed. I'm like, I'm never giving up the uprights again. I'm never going to do it. So I, I just haven't. Uh, that's kind of one of my things that I want. I mean, there'll be times I probably need to. Like, you know, we get really windy days in England on the practice field, and there's nothing blocking it, and you have to. But I don't like doing it. Uh, it's one of, my, one of my things. I'm just not a big giving up upright guy. But, you know, there are days you, you probably have to. So. Well, this has been fun, man. Uh, it's been great. What a, what a cool podcast. And I really appreciate you coming by. You know, your story strikes me. Again, this is Nick Folk. He's uh, most recently played for the New England Patriots. And as we were talking, was 92.9% with 3.9 degrees of precision for all you kicking nerds out there. This dude, if you want to write him a letter, 
you can write him a letter, any zip code. It's just, here is the address, write down the goalpost. He'll get the letter because that's where his kicks are. <laughs> but yeah, man, you've just, you, you faced adversity time and time again, and you've relied on a process. You've lied on, relied on your coaches. And that's why you are considered a pros pro, pro and you're a 13 year NFL vet. I mean, there's guys that you came out with that are now not in the league. Yep. And there are a lot of people that go through what you go through and they just say, look, I'm done. And, and you haven't. So that's why I think this was so much fun. And man, we're gonna have to do this again. Yeah, for sure. I we'll mean, definitely do it again. I mean, we're down here, we're, you know, we're, we're in the same, almost the same zip code and, um, Man, let's go out to your stopping grounds and bring these pro posts out and have some fun. Hey, I I go kick at Jesuit all the time. That's where I go. So uh, we can go do a fun one on the on the field out there. I'm I'm in. I'll I'll chart you. I'll do whatever. Uh, Um, Let me get back in the swing of things first, and then we'll we'll get it out. So yeah. Well, that's Nick Folk, everybody. Um, And if you haven't already, you people can follow you on Instagram. Yeah, it's what's your Nick Folk too? Okay. Um, Facebook, Twitter, same thing. I think I'm not an uber social media guy.